welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. You know, green rooms are like the greatest thing in the world. For those of you who podcast, do video, please spend time in the green room. Talk to your guest, have a great conversation. So Elise and I were talking um, about events because her background is actually in sports marketing and event marketing. Uh, she was going to conferences and going to events and looking around and saying, gosh, I shouldn't even be here. And so that triggered a whole line of questions that I had about advisors events. Now, quick backstory, Angela York, which is her business partner, they do strategic marketing planning. They're unbelievable. They're, they would be on the show if they want you guys know that and part of a great integrated marketing plan is this idea of doing something that really embodies you we talk about it all the time how do you rise above the noise and how are you being your own loud elise and i are going to talk today about what you can do from not just a um, marketing perspective and a marketing integrated planning perspective, but how you can maybe shift your thinking a little bit about events that you're doing. Cause guess what? You guys are doing events again. And if you do the rubber chicken events, you're, you got to do something different. So uh, anyway, hi, Elise, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that was a mouthful, but I really want to dive into the event stuff right out of the gate. So tell me from your experience, what what did you learn from sports marketing, rodeos, Bart Simpson, which I can't wait to hear the explanation of this, and how you apply what you learned in these other verticals uh, of events that really can help advise? So the bottom line is this. Um, you need to know your why. We hear this in like all of our life coaching sort of stuff, right? But I apply it to every piece of marketing that I do that Angela and I do, and all of our advisors do. Um, to do something just because that's the way we've always done it, or that's what the market the, the market is telling me I should do, um, that's not really original. And it doesn't really involve you, right? You, the advisor, um, or you, the president of the advisory firm, um, you're your brand. And um, my one of my favorite marketing terms is USP, unique selling proposition. Let's kind of de-emphasize the selling, unique proposition. You are you, you probably, if I said to you, who's your ideal client? And we kind of got into the, the demographic the psychographics of that ideal client, they're going to look a lot like you. So one of the things that um, I discovered in my years of sports marketing and arena marketing, um, as much as we want to get butts in seats, we're going to be talking to a different audience who's coming to a Metallica or concert than is going to be coming to a Garth Brooks concert. We're going to be talking. And so while the channels may be the same, um, the content 
is different. I love that. I'm sorry, you just said butts and seats, though, because, bam, that just triggered it for me, right? At least that's what advisors want. They want 30 buying units in the seats, and they don't understand why the rubber chicken wedding invitations aren't getting them there. So uh, keep going. I'm because, sorry. because the people who are going to respond to the wedding invitation rubber chicken um, probably aren't really, in the heart of hearts, your target audience. They um, they check boxes, right? Because we buy a list and the list tells us that they live in a certain zip code and they have a certain income and they own, but it doesn't tell us who the person is. And that's the difference. And that is everything that we do with custom strategic marketing for wealth advisors that I learned when I'm putting people, again, in concert seats or you know, people who are coming to a soccer championship are different than people who are coming to a swimming and diving championship um, when I worked at the America East Conference. Um, and just bringing that stuff to the advisor space, that's kind of where it comes from. What happens, though, when this has happened to me? So I, I'm going to pretend to be an advisor here. So, you know, at least my why is... I need new business, right? And so, you know, I I need new financial planning clients. I need new annuity sales. I need more life insurance. Um, what do you do when there isn't a lot of depth there? How do you and Angela help try to find out more about that advisor and then highlight those those the USP, UVP, unique value proposition sort of stuff and start integrating that into their marketing? I've yet to meet an advisor. Uh, that we've had a conversation with who hasn't had those same goals. Like you, Ooh, you wouldn't yeah. be talking to me if you weren't trying to grow your business. So, so we kind of take that and just put it aside. We, we put it in the parking lot for a minute because again, no, I don't really want any more clients. Um, I don't want to grow my AUM. Um, you know, I don't want people to know who I am. Right. So, so we say, all right, let's, that's fine let's take this step back. And what we do is we work with our clients. The first thing we do is help them identify their ideal client within their own book. Some people it's really easy. Some people we kind of have to coach them through. Um, the thing that's super fascinating is a lot of times um, when they identify those ideal clients, we then have a conversation with those ideal clients. We have like a questionnaire, right? Um, which I often say, and Angela teases me, um, when I'm interviewing someone, I'll be like, these questions will make absolutely no sense to you. But there's a method to the madness here um, because I do want to learn where you hang out. I want to learn um, what it is that you love about your advisor, so on and so forth. What we have found is um, a lot of these ideal clients aren't who the advisor thinks their ideal client is. Um, so it's this, so we help them kind of have a revelation. Like we get it that you want to grow your business, but if we can identify who this ideal client is, then we can help target your marketing to speak to those people. Um, or, and we've talked to a lot of advisors, Let's get totally old school. And I know compliance sometimes has a fit about this, but from my sports background, right? My best marketing source are my fans. 
They're my season ticket holders. They are my donors. Those are my people who bleed Delaware blue and gold. Um, they're going to help me find other people because those are their people. So, so let's talk about their people. Cause we talked about this in the green room, which was one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, really focus in on this is do you then integrate into this? So, so you're talking to season ticket holders. What are you talking to them about? How are you getting them to give you or the advisor access to their other peeps who are like them? Um, you know what people, here's the secret. People love talking about themselves. <laughs> yeah. right so if you're asking i mean again i'm not asking for their bank account i'm not asking for their social mm -hmm. security but i'm like tell me who you are tell me your story where did you grow up what's your favorite thing to do now they they connect with you and most of these people are smart enough to recognize that their advisor connected us because they like them. And, and we're, and we're sure. honest. We say one of the reasons we have this conversation is we're trying to replicate you. Um, so then we can build into the, all right, so you work in the commercial real estate space. Mm -hmm. And if we feel that that's a good place for our advisor, then we say you should be spending more time in your commercial real estate place. This ideal client works in that space. Partner with sure. them. Um, yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, I'll ask, like, have you referred anybody to your advisor, Matt? Well, you know, I don't really talk about it. Well, part of this strategic marketing is um, helping the advisor help their clients to talk about it. Sure. Whether it's we're doing a lunch and learn and I'm going to invite these clients with the caveat that they're bringing their, their people with them. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm going to do continuing ed credits in a space that's in my target um, because these are either, these are either my people or their ideal referral partners in that space. So just kind of digging in gotcha. and getting to know. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, like the same thing we would do with a season ticket holder, right? A season ticket holder may mm -hmm. not necessarily like stand there with their megaphone going by season ticket holder, but it comes up like, you know, I just went on this trip. Um, I had the opportunity to go work at the final four in new Orleans recently. Um, and I was working with the North Carolina alumni group, um, mm. watching that demographic, not only the relationships they have with each other, but you betcha there was a lot of tweeting and a lot of posting. And we, um, the company I was working with set up a lot of social media opportunity. Hey, look at me, look where I am, look what I'm doing. Well, who do you think they're tweeting and posting to their friends? So you just so, say to them, how, okay. how, how, how do I do that? Right? Like, how can I get involved? Let me introduce you. Well, uh, yeah. So, so. Uh, but you're taking a leap here and I love the leap and I appreciate the leap, but I'm thinking about our audience and the advisor saying, well, they're not going to be as much of a raving fan of me as they are the Tar Heels, right? So how do you, through this custom strategic marketing stuff that you guys do, 
How do you help create this raving fan experience so that the the clients are tweeting? Uh, they are, you know, they got done with a meeting with their advisor and they're like, my advisor just changed my life. You got to check this lady out. How do you do that? I mean, that seems like, man, if you guys can do that, everybody and their sister is going to hire you. Well, so, so again, it's parts of this process and it comes back to what we talked about earlier, right? About like from the event point of view, um, not everybody's buying your season tickets to start with. Right. Um, as I always say, like, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla, but if you're spending, if you're chocolate and you're spending a lot of time in your chocolate space and you give your chocolates, the tools to talk about their chocolate experience, um, then they will. When I interviewed Angela, um, I, we were talking about your three part, uh, kind of process. And I want to talk about that. Um, and I want you to remind the audience of what that three part is, but I made a mistake because I had said, well, I think Angela, everybody starts at phase two. Uh, and I was wrong, uh, about that. In fact, they generally start at phase three, which means that there are two steps before what you guys do, um, with advisors, which are two steps way out of the ordinary from other marketing companies. So would you mind talking about those three steps and why you guys think that advisors don't at step two, they start at step three usually? So um, Angela York and I came together um, during the pandemic, actually. And she was in the advisor space and she was doing a lot of event planning. And we met, we talked, and I was like, why? You know, again, my inner three-year-old, why, why, why? We started talking about whys of the events. And one of the questions that I would ask is, who's your target audience? It's great that you want to do, and this is from a real client, it's great that you want to do a virtual wine tasting, but why? Who are these people? What, what's the point? Um, especially during the virtual time, we were like, we're all spending enough time on Zoom. I can go buy my own damn bottle of wine. I don't need to like sit on, um, but really digging into that. And understanding the why, that's one of the things that makes us different. We have created this three-phase or four-phase process that we work with our clients. Phase one is that ideal client, ideal referral partner analysis. Um, we get on Zoom or wherever um, with these ideal clients. We give our advisors the email copy, send this to your ideal client. Um, we then, and to connect us, we then set everything up. We have the conversations. We then can kind of see where those similarities are. Um, and again, both ideal client and referral partner, um, and then we write an analysis and we basically create an avatar. Um, and it's like a spoken wheel kind of like, here's your ideal client and here's like all the things about them. That's phase one. Phase two, we say, so you're asking, how do we get to these people? How do we communicate with these people? What are we communicating with these people? So we do marketing recommendations. Matt, I'll be honest, we just finished one yesterday. It was 17 pages, right? And this is the, here's everything under the sun that you could possibly be doing. And 
And it's all based on what we learned about these ideal clients and these ideal referral partners. We get together with our advisors. We say, yeah, like you have to do your day job. <laughs> you know, 17 pages is a lot. Um, what resonates? What doesn't resonate? Talking about the UVP, USP, who you are, what's your flavor? Where do we kind of build this in? Um, and then we put together a marketing plan. It's usually a 12 month calendar layering what we consider the five, you know, four or five buckets of communications, events, philanthropic um, involvement, PR, thought leadership. We know a lot of advisors like spending time in that space right now. Um, communications is usually a big one because it's also very digital, social media driven. Um, we layer all of that in. Um, and in the recommendations, we also recommend um, who does that. So um, to give people an idea of budget, um, we give them percentages that we believe that they should be spending of their budget in those buckets. Um, and then they have a plan. And then, of course, we can gladly help them find the vendors that they need to do that. Um, we can coach their team if they have a marketing team, because Angela and I bring multiple decades, let's just say, of marketing experience. Yeah. You guys We've been, been around, around for a little, for a little bit. bit. Angela, Angela was, uh, you know, kind of hinting towards that. It was actually, it was so, actually really fun. Okay. So, um, so, so let me, uh, so the second part of this, right, is where you said, oh, most people stop, start at phase two and they don't start at phase one. My argument is they start at phase three. I need a marketing plan. I take out my calendar and I go, I'm going to write emails and I'm going to do this. But you have no idea who you're talking to. You really have no idea where they're spending their time. Um, and you have no way to measure success of whatever you're doing. Um, you and I were talking in the green room about speaking opportunities, right? Um, one of the things that I want to do, so anybody who's out there listening, if you have a conference and you're looking for someone to talk about this, I have a great title. And that title for a presentation is um, Don't Use Bar Games as Marketing Strategy. And what I mean, and what I mean by that is um, often our marketing strategy is I throw darts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? I agree with you. Which gets me on this whole other thing of like, whose idea was it to put sharp flying objects and alcohol together? Like, again, even not a great, certainly not a great marketing strategy and actually not a very safe one either. So, yes, that's why most people start at three. Okay, so phase one, you you understand who it is. Phase two where they are phase three, the plan phase four is implementation. Okay. All right. So I want to, I want to, so Angela and I talked a, a little bit more about the, the front end, uh, which is step one and step two, but, but I really want to talk about the integrated part because this is one of the reasons why I absolutely love hanging out with you two is because we sit down and all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, how does this integrate with this? And, you know, will these people play nice in the sandbox with these people or how do their systems really uh, work together? Um, 
How do you help manage that? So you've got a video provider, which are very good friends of ours, Idea to Cantor. You got a video provider here. Uh, you've got a seminar company here. You've maybe got podcasting and social media here. Maybe you've got a blogger, copywriter, whatever. How do you guys manage that so that the advisors or the advisor's team isn't overwhelmed by just relationship management? So calling on past experience. So we've talked about this sports and event marketing background I had. I did a very brief stint as a social event planner and um, weddings, bar mitzvahs. Um, we did a um, um, funeral celebration of life. That was the, um, what we would do, and I've carried that from BLC events in Portland, Oregon, if anybody needs an amazing event design person, um, is we would um, just get to know all the vendors in the marketplace. And when our clients came to us and said, I need a photographer, we would know who the right match is. Or we'll say, and we do this with our advisors, I want to do a podcast or I want to start doing video. Yes, we have amazing friends, but we also know about our amazing friends and who they are and kind of what pushes their buttons um, and where they excel. And they may not be the right person for that advisor. So again, it's sort of like, I need a photographer. Well, here's three photographers. Go and talk to them and tell us which one you clicked with. That way I'm not saying here's 87, could just go Google photographers in your marketplace. So it's, it's, that's the first step. Again, it comes back to who, who are the who are you? Who are your people? Whether it's your clients or your vendors, your business partners, they have to be your people. Um, and then we help the team by saying, okay, go do amazing videos with Idea Decanter. Um, there are some ideas of how to use those. But then we want to tie in like our SEO person because we've got these videos and how are we going to make the most of them? So we do the introductions and we just meet people where they are. If they need us to be like, you know what? I don't have time to manage this. Then we manage it. If they're like, I kind of do, but I have these other things. Then we do coaching and accountability. Um, so it's really the name of our project, right? Is custom strategic marketing. Um, very intentional because everything we do is custom. We meet our clients, our advisors, where they are. And this is probably going to be the next time the three of us hang out, uh, hopefully at a, a conference here soon that we all enjoy being at, uh, much like the Jolt conference. Um, the Who, I'm going to date myself here. The Who had a song, uh, one of their biggest hits, um, and, and the the chorus or the, the foundation of the song is, who are you, right? And I remember early on in my coaching career, I would ask people those questions and it scared the hell out of them because they actually had to look at themselves um, and then make not just personal, but business decisions based off of that. 
And I, I uh, uh, would come into a, a substantial amount of resistance when I would get two or three layers deep in those, in those questions. I'm assuming that your ideal clients uh, are willing to have that. And it is a deep philosophical, quite personal conversation. Um, because if not, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to implement phase two, phase three, or phase four, if they can't really get the foundation of phase one. What, what do you think of that? I think that there's two different things at play here and you're absolutely right. Um, while we were joking, saying people love to talk about themselves, they like to talk about themselves kind of up here, right? They don't want to, they don't want to dive in. Um, when we are talking to these ideal clients and we're talking to these ideal referral partners, we're not getting down, down here because we can get enough information by asking these questions and because of our experience, we can read between the lines. Um, as far as the advisor and the client is concerned, there's just something, you know, you meet a person, like you can tell certain things about the person. Um, getting people to, again, not necessarily go so deep that it's going to require additional therapy, um, <laughs> but things to recognize about themselves. For example, we have a client who is an advisor. She was a critical care nurse before she became an advisor. Again, right? How many people have we met who have this whole story? We kind of play into like, who are you? She's a mom. She's, um, you know, how she, we talked about like how she got into, so we kind of get to know the client. We're able to kind of pull those pieces out. And then these conversations with the ideal client kind of confirm that. So this, this former critical care nurse, when we talk to her ideal clients, she's really caring. She takes the time to, to explain the complex to us. We feel very confident that she has our best interest at heart. Like you can't deny that. If you, to, to wrap up uh, uh, today, if you were able to give advisors three ideas to help them have a more successful event, what might those be? Understand the why of your event. So it's the why of the event, who you, who needs to be in that room to hear your message. And the last one is follow-up. Yes. Um, the event doesn't end as I, when the tables and chairs are put away, right? The event is part of that marketing stream. You want to take that energy that you created because you did those other things and it was awesome uh, out back into their world, remind them of how fabulous that event was, connect them with the community that was created in that space, um, learn a bit more about them um, and learn about them in ways that you can use to deepen and further your relationship. We talked about the return on the moment. I have a diagram. It's, it's a circle because what I learn in follow-up, I'm going to use when I start planning my next gotcha. moment. All right. Uh, Elise, I I'm sure that there are people who are going to want to get in touch with you. Uh, what, what should they do? Okay. So, 
they can get in touch with us in a couple different ways. Um, in the show notes, I believe there'll be a link to our page so they can go there. That would be awesome. And that will get them to us. Um, they can email us at strategic marketing for F O R advisors at gmail.com. Um, or they can drop me a text uh, at 503-427-8505. And that again, will all be in the show notes because if you're anything like me, you can't write it down fast enough. <laughs> well, okay. it might be driving too. Right, well, the other thing too is, is please follow uh, Elise on LinkedIn. We'll make sure that we have that in the show notes. So so I, as as we, we wrap this up today, so the... So many of you, so, so at least we're talking about bar sports, right? With, with like throwing darts at a dartboard, what, what you're all doing is you're not even using the same type of darts, right? It's like you take a, a, a bumblebee dart and a long dart and one that has a plastic tip and it's not supposed you're doing all of these really random things that are on the outside. But when you have a custom strategic marketing plan, when you actually have something that's custom tailored to you. Everything is now integrated. So not only are you playing the same game with the same equipment, but you're playing with the same rules with the same desired outcome. This is all very, very important. Um, you can't just hold an event and you have 30 buying units there, 10 set an appointment, and you don't talk to the other 20 buying units. It's, this is the sort of stuff that just drives me mad where you can continuously with an integrated comprehensive custom marketing plan, talk to those other 20. And I'll, I'll leave you with this story. We have an advisor who works with us, but also has every other marketing thing under the, the sun, but it's all in this marketing plan, okay? Three years ago, two years ago, three years ago, he had these people who came to a seminar, same rubber chicken, blah, 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 event invitation, wedding, stuff like that. They showed up there. They weren't ready to buy. They weren't ready to do business with them. Life happened. I think they had another kid or their kid was going to college or something crazy like that. Then they started getting these newsletters, right? And then this nice email. And then all of a the sudden they start listening to his podcast. About, about six months into the podcast, he drops something and they're like, yep, that's my guy. They call him and say, I went to one of your events years ago, but because of all of your marketing is consistently reinforcing who you are, what you do and what makes you unique and different, we're ready to buy. They came in, signed paperwork that day and transferred a quite a substantial amount of money. This is why working with, with Angela and Elise is so important. So many of you were marketing wrong to the wrong people with no plan. And here's the funny thing. You are advisors. You plan you need to do the same thing for your business. All right, Elise, you are magnificent. Thank you for your brain and your time and your friendship because I think you guys are freaking awesome. Um, and I look forward to continuing our conversations as we go. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. All right. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure that you do leave us a rating. That's even better. Share the show. That's the best of the best. And last but not least, if you want to know how we think about your ideal client, if you join the Pod Rocket Academy, we've got this worksheet. It's called Mick, My Ideal Client. It is nowhere near as deep as what uh, Elise and Angela do, but it might at least prime the pump just a little bit for you so that you can really start marketing to the right 
people. PodRocket Academy is free. Go to podrocketacademy.com. We'd love to absolutely have you. So for Elise, Angela, all of us here are proud about this is Matt Hallard, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.